When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, of course, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I am joined, uh, you know Jesse, he's the vice mayor, but we are joined by a very special guest. It's Steve Berthium. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad you guys uh, had me on the show. It's fun to be here. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. And Jesse, I apologize for running you over there. You know, I just, I was excited to get to Steve, <laughs> but of course, Jesse, my vice mayor, uh, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Jesse, how you doing? I'm okay, Derek, but I'm, I'm not the important one today. today <laughs> today's all about C for Theum. So we're, we're excited to have you, Steve. That there is- should never be a day like that, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks. So uh, before we get on to the show, I just want to remind everybody that this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Get down on the college hoops action. New customers can use our code of PHNX to bet just $5 or more on any team to win, and you will get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Steve, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, How has your time out at spring training been so far? Uh, it's been a little limited, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I, I've spent, I, I go out generally the first week or two a lot. I try to go every day and then I kind of pull back and do stuff at home because I can be very productive yeah. um, at home without interruptions because now I'm, I'm in crunch time. Our opening day is two weeks from today. So I've basically been doing prep since about January 1 leading up to spring training. Then I kind of stop, get very D-back centric. And then it's time to kick it back in to start worrying about the Brewers and the Padres and other teams. So uh, my spring training has been good. I hope to get out to more games uh, next week. We're doing three more games. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Three more games on TV this spring. So I'll I'll be out there pretty much every day starting uh, over the weekend. Uh, Jesse and I were talking about this on a previous show, but attendance numbers have been a little bit down at the spring training games. Is that to be expected just with the lack of, tourists being able to kind of plan on this weird uh season that started so quickly and and just kind of you know went from not existing to existing in less than a week i would think i mean when you cancel essentially a full month of spring training guess what you're going to jam up everybody's plans so i don't i'm not a travel agent but i assume that a lot of people had to cancel travel plans to the valley unfortunately so i think those two have to go hand in hand it would seem almost just common sense Steve, I know this is uh, uh, hopefully a little bit more of a normal spring for you uh, compared to what we've dealt with the last couple of years, right? It's nice to have a bit of a taste of normality, even though uh, the spring is still not uh, completely normal. But I want to jump into what the last couple of years have been like for you. I know one of the hardest things that broadcasters around the game have had to deal with is not being present for road games, right? Having to sit, I believe, at the you know, the box at, at Chase Fields in an empty stadium watching a monitor and it's you and Bob Brenly and, you know, whatever crew members you need. And you're tasked with trying to 
uh, trying to commentate a game that you are not present for, right? You're, you're kind of just a spectator on television like everyone at home. What has that been like for you over the last couple of years? Well, Jesse, I will say that it's been infinitely harder for our, our Bally Sports Arizona crew in the truck. The way those guys pull those shows off is nothing short of a magic trick. It's incredible what they're able to do, what they have been able to do. Um, in terms of the production value and technically with those such limited resources. So those guys get all the credit. Bob and I, when the Diamondbacks have been on the road, are in literally a dark ballpark. We're the only ones in there. There's about eight people at Chase Field for, say, a night game. People in the offices have gone home. And it's just us in our little booth and everything else is black and dark. And we're just staring like this at the monitor and go, oh, there's a base hit to left field. Um, <laughs> that's really what it is. But it, it's yeah. been okay. I, I think we did a, a really good job, given the circumstances, in trying to make it as normal uh, as possible. No one I know is quite sure what that word means anymore. But it, I think that <laughs> in, in talking to people that, that watch the games, they say, you know, um, it seems sort of normal. So I think that's a victory for us. It, yeah. It's been challenging. Um, there are times when it's hard to, I don't ever want to complain about it on the air, but I do want the viewer to know that there are moments when um, Bob and I can't see what's happening because of the camera angles and whatnot. So there have been very occasional times where we're not able to tell you for sure what's just happened. We kind of have to wait and piece it together. Um, that hasn't happened very often, but that, that was the biggest challenge. Um, like for me, if someone hits a ball in the air, the camera behind home plate locks on the ball as it should and follows the ball. It doesn't have the umpire in the shot. So for me, I'm waiting to see fair or foul, but I can't because the umpire is not on camera. So I don't want to say it incorrectly. So I have to wait until we see the, the umpire go like this or foul, whatever it is. So that's about as bad as it gets. That's very little. That That's not much to ask given the circumstances. So we're looking forward to getting back to live players in front of us for a full season. But I, I think that the crew in the truck was just unbelievable. Our producer, Jeff Gowan, director, Brian Moss, Craig Ritchie, Brian Hogan, everybody at Valley Sports really, really pulled some magic tricks in that truck because you're essentially doing two feeds at once. They're directing or producing two baseball games at the same time going to two different places, which is mind-boggling. Right. So they, they really did a wonderful job for it. Well, and I think you guys did a wonderful job as far as how easy it was to forget that you weren't there. And uh, you you guys, uh, you even had a couple of moments where you guys kind of laughed it off and, you know, broke that fourth wall and, you know, basically said like, yeah, we, we can't really see what's happening here. on the monitor But that kind of made it funnier, right? And that was that moment where you realize like, oh, yeah, these guys, because, you know, you're going back to the, the live shot and showing you guys at Chase Field and. It was just, uh, you know, it's it's a reminder sometimes you guys aren't there, but you you do a great job at at you know making us as the viewer feel like you're there, you know. And I I, I commend you for that. But I know you. Spent I, a lot I appreciate of, it. Uh, I know you spent well, a lot of time I, around Bob Brenly, and I wanted to ask you, uh, being being around Bob this much, is there is there something we should know about Bob? Is there any any stories to share about uh, <laughs> about uh, funny things about being around him as much as you guys are? Oh, I mean, he, Bob loves baseball. I mean, he loves it. It is part of his DNA. And and I kind of get a kick out of it when he, uh, you know, because he can get like a kid. 
if the team is playing well, he kind of skips into the booth. And he I don't even think he's aware of it, to be honest with you. But I, I think it's a wonderful trait. And, and when things aren't going well, he is more like the manager who kind of quietly turns around and kicks the garbage can in the club, you know, behind the dugout where the cameras can't see. So he wears it, man. I mean, he, he really does. He he loves what he does. He loves baseball. He's dedicated to the Diamondbacks. And that, to me, is fun. I'll kind of look over at the corner of my eye and just sort of smirk and smile because he he gets excited, man. He, and and the other, one of the things about Bob is he does all his own research. We joke, and Bob has a staff. We have a lot of fun with that. There is definitely a staff. But Bob grinds, man. He does his, all his own work. He's there well before the game starts. He's on fan graphs. He's on baseball savant. He's, he's looking up the numbers that he is interested in and thinks are important. So he's a really hard worker, and he loves baseball. Steve, baseball is a little bit uh, a little bit different now than it has been. We have officially have the designated hitter in the National League. That, of course, is one of the developments that came out of the new CBA. We have some other interesting rule changes around the corner, banning the shift, uh, a new pitch clock, bigger bases. I'm curious what you think as a broadcaster about these changes. Do you feel these are things that make the game more entertaining, uh, that might draw some more people in? What's your What's your perspective on this? Jesse, I think you said the magic word, entertaining. I, I am very much in favor of all of them. Um, first and foremost, this is an entertainment product. And that's yeah. something that here in 2022 has to get branded on everyone's forehead. Like, we have to make this entertaining. And I think Rob Manfred has done a pretty good job the last few years. And again, a lot of this stuff, most of it can be collectively bargained. It's not just so simple as saying, okay, we're going to do this starting tomorrow. Um, I, he's trying to get out in front of this. I, no one wants a 16-inning game. I, that That's insanity. So I'm in favor of everything that protects the health of the players, first and foremost. And I, I think player safety is a huge issue with the ghost runner or the Manfred man with two ends, as we like to call it sometimes at second base, or, or the Herbie in honor of Herb Washington. And Jason Stark had a little contest to name the ghost runner. I guess we all settled on ghost runner unofficially, ghost runner, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, Bob and I once one, there was a year, I think it was 2013, maybe, maybe a little after that we had a, I think we had a Saturday game in Pittsburgh that went 15, 16 innings. And then the following Saturday, we did a seven hour game in Philadelphia on a Saturday night backed up by a one o'clock kickoff the next day. So um, <laughs> nobody wants those. Nobody wants those games. They're just not good for baseball. They're dangerous for the players. So I think if, getting back to the entertainment uh, part of it, if you're a fan and, okay, it's the ninth inning, Diamondback home game, they don't score, we're still tied, we go to 10. If we don't have that ghost runner, you might say, boy, you know, they could play another 20 innings. i got to go to bed. And you turn the game off. But if you're coming up knowing there's going to be a ghost runner at second base, I think you're more, much more inclined to stay around and watch that 10th inning, knowing that there's a pretty good chance you're going to see the game end one way or the other. And so that goes back to entertainment. The game has got to be entertaining, and that's priority one. I think everybody – the other thing about the ghost runner, I'll say, I was a little bit surprised to find out how much the union liked it. The players yeah, really seem yeah. to like that. Yeah. Everything I read said that the, when they, you know, they had these discussions and they got feedback, the players union really seemed to like the idea. So I think that's just one more reason to do it. Sure. And everybody hates the shift. I mean, 
They just do. I'm not a huge fan of legislating where you can put your defenders, but I, I just think it needs to happen. The yeah. DH should have happened five, ten years ago. Um, most pitchers, I don't think, not only can they not hit, they can't even bunt. Some can. Some are very good at it. Most can't. That's just where we are. It's just time. Sure. And if you can make the bases bigger, that's a safety issue as well. Maybe it encourages more action in the base paths. So I, I think anything that makes the game more entertaining to watch needs to be done. So I'm in favor of all those things for those reasons. Right. I'm, I, and I'm with you on all that. And I also agree with your opinion on the shift there. Like, I hate what comes with the shift. I hate the way that the rule has to be implemented where they say, so many guys have to be on this side because it really limits the defensive schemes that teams can use. But at the same time, I, I am in favor of them not constantly putting, you know, five guys on uh, to the right side of second base just because they know of tendencies of batters now and how, you know, how like how, how little the likelihood is that they can hit to the opposite field. Right. Well, the, the reason to ban the shift is because it works so well. Right. To sure. your point. Yeah. Um, and how many fans, when you see a left-hand batter hit a bullet towards second base, you think, okay, base hit, and there's a guy standing right there. Sure, sure. It's just like, oh, it goes back to making the game more yeah. entertaining. And I thought when they first came up with these kinds of shifts and they got very um, prop popular, that it would might create a generation of hitters that would learn to use the whole field. Right. So I said, okay, maybe maybe there's an upside to this. But what we've discovered over the recent seasons with the overshift is the left-hand hitters just aren't going to do it. They're going to try to hit it through the shift or over it. And that has resulted in more three true outcomes, more home runs sometimes, a lot more strikeouts, and the ball's not in play. And when it is in play, it's hit right at somebody. We, we can't have those things in baseball. Yeah, no, Steve, I agree. This, uh, this, this baseball team won 52 games last year. It was uh, not pretty to say the least, right? Um but I think we're all feeling uh, relatively optimistic going to, into this next season, at the very least, that the team can just improve dramatically, right? Um, and coming off a 52-win season, you know, dramatic improvement seems very well within reach for this team. What do you think has to happen? What are the key factors for the Diamondbacks in 2022 that you think could allow them to make, you know, maybe it's 75 wins, maybe it's 80 wins, maybe it's even, you know, uh, fighting for a wild card spot come September or October? And there are some extra ones out there, too. Um, I would say a good start is not having your entire starting rotation on the injured list. There's one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, that'd be we, nice. Yeah, right? We went through that last year. That one, right, for sure. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, you say, oh, you can't use excuses. Well, yeah. when you lose four out of five starters, you kind of can. So that, that was there, and that's just another obstacle that had to be overcome. I love the way they spent money on the back end of the bullpen. I, I, I thought, you know, the way Mike and the front office have tried to build bullpens over the years, um, you know, for the most part, they've shopped at the discount store. They tried to piece uh, bullpens together. Bullpens always evolve, I think, not just year to year, but over the course of the season. A bullpen can be very different in August than it is in April. Yeah. And I think that happens with every team every year. But I think over what we went through last year with a bullpen, we found some some pieces that worked pretty well. Noe Ramirez, I thought, did a nice job as, you know, he had a good two, three-month run as the eighth-inning guy and got him out a lot of jams. I thought J.B. Wendelkin was a very nice pickup. He pitched pretty well in September. So you do, at the end of that, come out with some positives you can take into 2022. Now you add Ian Kennedy in the eighth. You add Mark Melanson, who led the majors in saves last year to pitch the ninth. And suddenly you're feeling a lot better about that bullpen. 
I like what I've seen from Kyle Nelson, the lefty they got from Cleveland. I like the pickup of Caleb Berger. I think maybe Ollie Perez can pitch at 40 or 41 over the course of the year. He had a nice run here a few years ago. So I feel better about the health of the rotation. I feel much better about the bullpen. I think we'll see some of the young starters come up and pitch out of the bullpen this year. I think Mike will get pretty aggressive with that to develop these starters down the road, start them out in short bursts, let them have some success. That's going to help the bullpen. And I think to me, Jesse, one of the things that doesn't get talked about a whole lot was among the things that went wrong last year was you had three critical bats in your lineup really struggle offensively. David Peralta, Christian Walker, Carson Kelly. Those are three critical bats, and all three guys really, really had down years. Now, Christian had the two oblique injuries early and just never could quite get going. Carson had a nice run. They had a broken toe and a broken wrist, for crying out loud. That's a lot to overcome. David was healthy all year, but just wasn't the same guy. Now, he's looked tremendous this spring. He's looked so good this spring. Yeah, Really good. He's a lot quicker, more athletic. He's a little leaner. Um, And so if we see the David Peralta that hit 30 homers back in 2019, and we see the Christian Walker that had 29 homers back in 2019, and if we see a healthy Carson Kelly all year, Suddenly, you're talking about a whole different lineup. Now you add Cattell Marte, who hopefully won't miss half a season. You add a full year of Varsho, a, a better Paven Smith, a better Josh Rojas, more experienced. You throw in an Alec Thomas, maybe, a full year of Jake McCarthy. Suddenly, it's, it's looking a lot better. And back to your point, Jesse, I think what I'm looking for this year is energy. And, and, and even going back to what we talked about, about making the game entertaining, I really yeah. believe, I don't know how many games they're going to win, But I think they're going to be a very engaging team to watch. And I think when you're a fan of a team, especially a team that's had a a couple of tough years, when you start to see a bunch of kids finally wash ashore about hearing hearing about this great tide of minor leaguers in the system, but when that tide starts to sort of land ashore and you see that, I think that really gets you excited when you see Dalton Varsho grow from the guy that had a terrible spring last year didn't really do much in the first half, get a chance in the second half and just absolutely take off. And when he watched Paven Smith, some of the games he had, when he watched that four-month stretch that Josh Rojas had, you're there at the start of something. And I think a fan, whether he's aware of it or not, he or she, you're, you're there at the beginning, and that makes you more invested in what you're watching, more invested in the team, because you say, I've been with watching this kid since he was a rookie. So down the road, as more and more of those rookies come up, man, you're all in. Yeah. So I, so I think, you know, the guy that personifies that for me last year was Jake McCarthy. I mean, Jake McCarthy came up end of the year. He's got the wild hair and the helmets coming off and the hair's flying. He's running around the bases like it was an instant injection of energy. And so mm-hmm. to me, I think that translates over television and it translates to the fans. So I think... What I'm looking for is for everybody to pick up on that vibe. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I really do. Do you think, and and just kind of speaking about everything you covered there, not only the guys that had kind of a down year, but have shown what they can do in the past uh, and this, this new wave of, of young rookie talent coming up. Do you think that is why essentially aside from the back end bullpen that they invested in that the Diamondbacks primary focus was on the coaching staff? Because in our opinion, it feels like they established uh, kind of a all-star coaching staff in a way around Tori Lovello. And it just feels like they are giving 
not only the young guys the best opportunity to come up and get some of the best you know coaching tutelage in the game but also the guys that are on the team now that you know kind of now can get that experience and kind of learn from a new set of coaches and and i know madison bumgarner can only imagine how hard of a guy he is to like win over but like brent strom seems like the exact kind of perfect fit to you know win over somebody like like bump mad bum and have him listen to him and and take his advice that was a, I, I agree, Jesse. That was a tremendous get for the organization. All those guys, Joe Mather, Damien Easley, Brent Strom, um, your life coach, uh, Mr. Yeah. Bannister. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it, that's an unbelievable quality group. And they were able to keep guys like Dan Carlson and Drew Hedman on staff as well, which I think helps with some continuity. Um, th- that, to me, is a tremendous investment. Uh, and I think that's where the investment was made, if not in dollars, certainly in attention. Because I don't think you want to go, if you're coming off a 110-loss season, and just start spending money on random players to fill spaces when you know you've got guys coming up, and you want those young guys to get in there. Like I kind of get a vibe that they're, I think they'll be fairly aggressive with Alec Thomas. Like, if Alec Thomas has a good spring... Yeah, yeah. You might see him a lot earlier than you think. I don't know. I don't know anything, but that just—it's that's what it seems to me. And I think there'll be other guys. Yeah, and he's playing almost every day, and and I think there's a reason for that. Um, you know, you might see him in center field on opening day. Who knows? I don't know, but I think that's that's obviously where they want to go. That's where they should go. So don't go out and spend money on you know Joe X to play right field for three years when you've got guys coming up. Um, I, I feel really good about the coaching staff. I think you're right. Uh, but I don't think they, I think they addressed the major need, which was back into the bullpen. Yes. Um, yeah. and th- I don't think there was, I think if you start going out and bring in random free agents, it, it, that's short-term thinking and you're thinking long-term here. You don't want to get off course from the long-term plan. So I, I think they've done what they should have done. Steve, are we are we ready for Zach Gallon to bounce back? Is that your expectation for this season? <laughs> you know, I love talking to him. Have you guys talked to him? He yeah, is such an interesting bit, yeah. dude. He really yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a thinker, man. Like yeah. he is he's in it. He and he thing about Zach is he loves it. He loves every aspect of his I, I really love guys that pay attention to the details of their craft. Like if you hear Jerry Seinfeld talk about comedy. Not to be funny, but talk about the science of it and what, why something is funny and why it isn't. Like, that's a science for him. It's a craft. And, and Zach Gallen is the same about pitching grips, and he's constantly tweaking. Now, maybe sometimes that's not always great, um, but he's, he's into it, man. So with Zach, it's just help, right? I mean, three separate injuries last year. It goes back to what we talked about before. Yeah. He's got to be healthy. There's all kinds of potential there. Um, Let's go. Let's just get healthy. Hopefully he doesn't have to hit. Like he said last year, you know, hey, they pay me to pitch. Why am I hitting? I mean, I, was, I think it was about this time last spring where suddenly I was getting texts like, hey, Zach Gallant just broke his arm. And you just went, oh, man, come on. Yeah. Really? He was okay. Thank goodness he's back in there. Yeah. But um, just get healthy. That's number one thing for him. Get healthy. Get back to the guy we know he can be. I agree. Well, Steve, I, we, we could have you on all night. We could go three hours, but I know you have to get off to dinner and we appreciate you so much. So thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to listening to you this season and, and watching this team, hopefully uh, kind of kind of outperform everybody's expectations a bit. 
I think it's going to be fun. I really do. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for the kind words. And uh, you guys are doing a nice job with the show. I spent a lot of time this off season, you know, grinding away on the computer, listening to you guys. So keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. We appreciate that. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks, Steve. All right. Well, Jesse, uh, I, I seriously, I could talk to him. I, I, I had 12 more questions for him, but again, I know, I know how <laughs> we, we, we discussed, we would cut off at a reasonable time and we still kept him 10 minutes longer, but thank you again so much to Steve Berthium. Obviously. Uh, I, I, I just, uh, am still marveled by how entertaining he can be, uh, during, you know, the course of a three hour game and considering he's, yeah. you know, the play by play guy, he's, not really supposed to be as as funny as he is, and I know from his time at Sports Center, he's just he's always been that. He's always been entertaining, which is you know what he talked about there. That that entertainment factor is something that I personally really enjoy with yeah. with them, and I, I do I look forward to uh, to to them being back on the road and and just everything being back to normal a bit this year. In a in a perfect world, the team is the source, like the primary source of the entertainment. And, and I mean, I think the team was a source of entertainment for us last year, but Bob and Steve had to do a lot more heavy lifting in terms yeah. of entertainment value than, than yeah. maybe they would like to have to do. And, and they're always, you know, they're always good about, I feel like I always learn something new when I, when I watch sure. a broadcast with Steve Berthium and Bob Brenly, especially just Bob and his insight as a former manager. And, you know, there's always something that he recognizes that, you know, no matter how long you've been watching baseball, no matter how long you've been a fan of the game or of the Diamondbacks in particular, there's always going to be something that that Bob or or Steve says that is like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. So they are uh, they are some of the best at what they do. And it's uh, fun to fun to have Steve. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to see if we can pry Bob away at some point. So yes, have him on the show. yes. We'll, we'll that would be fantastic. Make that happen. That would be fantastic. And we got to have Steve back too. I got to, I have more questions to ask. So we got to, we go. got to talk, we got to talk about how formidable sports center was for me as a young lad and, and how he was a part <laughs> of that, like really fun era of sports center anchors. But uh, before we move on to the next segment, of course, we got to let you guys know, go over to gophnx.com where you're getting quality content like this all the time. Uh, if you're not already a member, you can sign up to become an annual member. You'll get your free t-shirt, this bad boy over at phnxlocker.com doesn't have to be this one but i won't lie if you if you don't get this one i'll be a little i'll be a little i hurt. have the same one we're, we're twinning we're twinning today on. Derek. so yeah, that's right uh but you can get your free t-shirt uh for sign up to become a member you'll get not only my articles jesse's articles but you also get all the articles about the suns coyotes uh asu u of a there's so much craziness going on uh not to mention the cardinals which is in the off season and and uh, you know, we, we love our, our off season brothers because we know how it feels to be during the off season. Trust no, us. they but don't, yeah. they don't understand. They don't know. They don't understand they don't what we went yeah, through, they Derek. Don't really understand it, but uh, <laughs> there's some amazing content coming out to so go sign up for a membership. If you're not interested in the annual membership, you can get yourself the month to month membership and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So whichever route you go, we just want you to join the family, uh, join us on our members only discord where we'll chat about, uh, the off-season acquisitions and all sorts of other stuff going on with uh, with this team, as well as like I said, Moon Knight's coming up. So that's what I'm going to be chatting about in our Discord. That's what I'm going to use the Discord for. But you can use it for whatever you want. Also, uh, you'll get members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. So sign up to become a member uh, today, right now. It's my birthday, so do it for my birthday. Um, you, can, you, you get yourself you a T-shirt. That's what you're getting as a present. Oh, I'm milking this, Jesse. Don't even start. You still haven't said happy birthday to me. 
Uh, and I don't forget that from last night. Well, so, it's it's because way. it's because Evan Thompson's birthday is only 364 uh, days away. Uh, so I I'm preparing night to celebrate about this baseball team, <laughs> Jesse. I do. I am the one that's tasked with that. Uh, but speaking of which, uh, as, as Steve alluded to, we had some great performances today from the youngsters against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, we finally got to see Alec Thomas break out of the little bit of a a slump he was in there he was playing a lot but wasn't hitting well he was doing a good job in the field defensively just not doing great at the plate but had himself a really really nice day at the plate two for four with a double and three rbi seth beer three for three with a double two runs scored and two rbi himself josh rojas had a solo home run and dan straley had a nice day going three and two thirds with two earned runs and four strikeouts so Nice day all around for the Diamondbacks and another big win in spring training. They're kind of on a roll right now as far as offensively. Been putting <laughs> up some big numbers over the last couple of games. Win this one 10 to 3. Uh, I know people don't care about spring training outcomes. I just I'm think it's funny. You just said that. another another big win in spring training. Yeah. I know. Well, I almost, yeah, I caught myself <laughs> saying it. And I was like, ah, that's not great. But I, what I mean is, is that they, you know, in, in several of these games, they've put up some pretty big points or runs points <laughs> listen to me listen to me Just take the i swear you away. talk about baseball for a living Derek. i really do i swear i thought i did i don't know but yeah they put up a lot of runs in in these couple of games so just nice to see them getting on a roll see, it was I, I said it see see how hard it is jesse thank you isaiah i appreciate it but well i if isaiah's saying it then i don't have to right, All right. So. yeah <laughs> uh but uh any thoughts on on today or the excitement especially seth beer going three for three in that uh yeah at first base i mean we'll probably see him uh, according to a projected lineup that came out uh based on some fan graphs information we might see seth beer in the lineup on opening day as their dh I think that's likely. Uh, I mean, really, all he, all Seth Beer's auditioning for, let's be real, is that DH spot. I don't think the Diamondbacks are ready to put Seth Beer at first base on a regular basis, especially sure. given what we saw last season. Um, I mean, he's not known to be a great defensive first baseman, and he suffered a pretty serious injury um, while playing the field in one of his first few games at the end of last year. So, I just don't think there's a reason to do that. Now that the DH is here, Seth Beer's a perfect fit for that. In fact, when he first came over from the Astros, one of the big questions was, hey, this guy might be able to rake, but like, what are you going to do with him in the National League? And now it now <laughs> yeah. it makes so much sense. Now it makes so much sense. Mike Hazen had the foresight to know that this day would come when, yeah. the, uh, when the designated hitter is he in knew. the National League. He knew. Yeah, that's he right. Knew. Mike Hazen, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. But yeah, the projected lineup right now, uh, for opening day, looks like it's going to have Josh Rojas in the leadoff spot playing third base. Could tell where's this? Where's this lineup coming from? Um, this lineup is. From <laughs> it's one our... thing to project who the starters are. It's another thing to try to start lining them. Like okay, we have so no idea is, who's going to hit projected opening day leadoff. lineups via FanGraphs um, and okay. uh, at at uh, database hit, which is a Twitter account. Um, but okay. yes, yeah, so I mean, Fangraphs is reputable. So, but I just All think right. the the more like the thing that they actually might be right on is who's playing what position. I'm not okay. really buying any batting orders. All right, yet, well, but anyway, just, continue. Right, well, let's just see, and then we'll compare it. And when opening day comes around, we'll we'll revisit this. We'll circle back. Okay, that's what we do. We circle back on this show. We talk about when we're right, and we talk about when we're wrong. And you know that Jesse, because of course, you know we still have this little graphic somewhere saved. 
Jesse Are we getting- was oh. wrong, and you'll probably be wrong about this one. But let's take a look anyway at what it's going to look like. Josh Rojas leading off, playing third. Cattell Marte uh, second, playing second. Dalton Varsho catching. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, center field. Center field uh, and, and hitting third. Christian Walker at first base. David Peralta left field. Carson Kelly catcher. Uh, Seth Beer DH. Pavin Smith in right field. And Nick Ahmed batting ninth at shortstop. They have and, Christian Walker batting cleanup. Batting cleanup, yeah. And I think that that's probably that's not very likely with sell. the way David Peralta is hitting this spring. I think he's going to sneak in there. Maybe they swap position, or maybe Dalton Varsho drops down to fifth, and those guys both move up with Christian Walker in, in third, batting third, and David Peralta batting fourth. We'll have to figure know. out who the – I haven't really thought about this yet. We have to figure out who the Padres are going to start on opening day. Because whether no. it's a righty or a lefty will have yeah, a very big impact on what the what the lineup actually looks sure. like. And Jordan Luplo, you know, obviously might start if you know, depending. Yeah, on if it's a lefty, you're probably going to see Jordan Luplo. Yeah. Um, but speaking of which, Zach Davies is now official. Jesse, the Zach Davies signing. So uh, we did have some information. I know we talked about it the other day, but Zach Davies went with a. a Here's his career numbers versus his 2021. Uh, like we said, 2021 was a very down year for him. Uh, but his career numbers still look pretty good, and I still think that the Diamondbacks have a pretty quality uh, pickup here in Zach Davies. I, I think it's a low-risk, high-reward kind of situation for them where if he doesn't work out and he doesn't make a certain number of starts as far as his contract is concerned, then he's, you know, it's it, his contract is kind of incentive based at this point based on the number of starts he makes so uh, there's motivation for him to start and and stay in the starting rotation and there's motivation for the Diamondbacks right now to have them with their uh, still kind of figuring out what their lineup is going to look like I'm excited to see him in the Cactus League I think it's probably only a matter of you know a few days before hopefully we can we can see him in a game so um yeah i mean he's he's gonna be their fifth starter so you kind of have to hope that those 2021 numbers aren't bound to repeat themselves because it was a it was a rough year i mean he was one of the worst pitchers in baseball last year out of a starting rotation but given what he did the years prior to that i mean he was a pretty pretty solid number four starter one of the better number four starters in in the game for a few years for several years um prior to prior to last season so i mean again we have brent strom derek so we have all of the everybody's gonna be that powers. that's right yeah that's right. oh yeah everybody's i think zach, zach davies is about to become you know max scherzer i mean it's only it's only a matter of time as brent strom gets his hands on him are you, we'll see we'll are you see mocking happens. me i feel like you're mocking me are you mocking me right now i don't know i don't I'm know mocking you. Yeah. i don't know if you're being hopeful i'm supposed to be the hopeful one you're supposed to be realistic here get to the numbers analyst <laughs> Uh, speaking of numbers, <laughs> the ringer ranks Arizona 26th in MLB for their offseason moves. I mm. thought it would be lower, to be honest, but hey, 26. You thought it would be lower, really? Uh, no, I'm just joking, but yeah, no, they, I mean, have, it's right they where... have both Mark Melanson and Ian Kennedy. Like, that's I'm not trying to say that's like you know, signing Kenley Jansen and Max Scherzer or something, but that's like those are respectable moves, right? That at least gets you out of the I think that at least gets you out of the back five. I think I could have even seen them higher than 26. Really, Derek? You uh, really think? You really think? Uh, I thought you were the optimist. Is that what yeah, you just I know. Said? Well, I'm, apparently, like somebody, we have to balance each other out in some way. No, I mean, okay. I guess 
I guess what you're saying is, is I, the one thing about Arizona, like what Steve said is as much as you don't want to use excuses, if you were paying attention to this team, you kind of know that they are more talented than, than they were on paper last year as their record indicated. Right. Uh, sure. That's kind of what I think Mike Hazen is banking on at this point is not only will they not have guys get injured, but hopefully now they have enough, you know, depth that they've created, which they had none of at the beginning of last season will allow them to kind of, you know, get back on track and, and hopefully not experience the catastrophic injuries that they did last season that caused them to be in such a hole constantly looking for arms and bodies and anybody that they could to fill their positional needs. Like they were literally just calling up anybody that, that they actually were, yeah. were you know, could, could play in a major league game to, to fill these roles. I, I hope that doesn't happen for them again this season, but it feels like, especially when it comes to starting pitching that they have more guys stretched out this spring than they did last year. I feel like they have more options and I feel like there should be a bit more of a, a battle for some of these rotational spots, even though it most likely will go to Davies, but there's, there's some guys that are, that really want it. You know, we've talked about Dan Straley, Corbin Martin. I think there's a number of arms and it's, it's not a bad thing to have, you know, that many guys that you can either have right. in a starting role or in a long relief role for this team. We're going to see all of them at the end of the day. I mean, as long as they stay yeah. healthy and, and they're able to perform reasonably well wherever it is that they start. I mean, teams go 11, 12, 13 starters deep pretty much every single year. So it's only a matter of time before we see any of those guys who don't make it uh, at the beginning of the year. Yep, that's exactly right. Well, Jesse, of course, before we move on, I want to let everybody know that this show, uh, as I talked about earlier, is brought to you by our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now because it's March and you you should be very mad or you should have contracted the madness or you should be March mad. I don't know how the March madness works, Jesse. I just know that you should have the March madness and you should be wrapped up in it now going into the Elite Eight. You can get down on it on the DraftKings Sportsbook with new customers betting just $5 on any college hoops team to win. If you win, you will get $200 in free bets. Uh, it's that simple. They win, you win over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings existing customers can bet on college hoops with same game parlays or multiple bit, uh, game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game or multiple games for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And Jesse, it's my birthday. And Yes, it is. I'll acknowledge. Thank you. <laughs> Although by the time people listen to this on the Mm -hmm. audio podcast Mm -hmm. version, it will no longer be your birthday. It was my birthday. But let me just say my birthday is a very special day. And it's not just a special day for me and The Undertaker, who it's also The Undertaker's birthday, by the way. Uh, It's a special day in Arizona Diamondbacks history. Because on this day, 21 years ago, Randy Johnson hit a bird with a baseball. Here it is. 
There it goes. It went from existing to non-existing in a moment. Here we go in slow, wait, in slow motion, Jesse. Here it comes. There it is. And there it just, look, it just doesn't exist. It's like Randy Johnson was a magician. And he definitely was a magician because he gave me this as a birthday present on my 20th birthday. And I was watching this game <laughs> and I laughed so hard that I got a, I got a cramp in my ribs. Uh, and it was, would you like us to, would you like us to murder another bird to celebration? No, no, Jesse, as a matter of fact, that's kind of the problem is I feel like in all this joy and all these years in 21 years, this clip is old enough to drink now, Jesse. And in all of this time, we've never stopped to think about the bird, Jesse. And when I say the bird, I just mean his thoughts, his feelings, him as an individual him as an existing being and on this show right here i would like to honor the bird do I mean, we like do we have a like a any kind of information on what happened to the bird like did someone did, did like the, the did the well i mean well of course it but i mean like existing to not existing the carcass was still there though like you there can was see no it in carcass. the shot it, it oh, there it so was. There so was. I mean, all the all the feathers, feathers, all the feathers went everywhere. But there was absolutely a carcass, and I'm trying to figure out: Did the Bat Boy like have to go out there and pick it up? Like, whose job was that? These are let's, the important questions, Dave. These, these are, are the, the important, important questions. questions. <laughs> so let's take a let's take a look. Okay, so right the carcass, the, right there, right there, right there. Yep, it's right there. You could see the carcass. Well, you're ruining you're ruining the idea of this bird exploding, Jesse. But yeah, if you look right between Randy Johnson's legs, you will see the carcass of our friend. Oh, oh very sad, man. That's rough. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like watching that now. Now that I see that part, I don't. That's not so great anymore. That's uh, thanks to our producer Jacob for making that sad. Well, rest in peace to the bird, <laughs> right? <laughs> How much, how much joy has this clip brought us over the years? We're just laughing, right? Uh, well, we can't, this... we can't have genuine joy with this horrible music in the background. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I like the music, first of all, and I think that it's appropriate for this whole situation. But uh, I'll say, like, uh, Ted Lasso kind of copied this bit, right? Mm. But they did it with a dog. And that wasn't so funny, was it? No. No, 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 but it's funny when it's a bird, isn't it? Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, I don't know. Uh, what well, you said, no, don't give dead bird to someone. We should, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he said the tune makes him sleepy, so I apologize. I'll make sure that doesn't happen ever again. But uh, again, in, in memory of our friend, the bird that's no longer with us. Uh, he wouldn't be with us anyway, I don't think. Well, no, I don't know. Birds live a long time, so he might he might have still been with us. Uh, by the way, Randy Johnson was pitching to a very special connection with Arizona now that 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 clip is so infamous. Uh, the batter that he was pitching to, a guy named Calvin Murray, who you might know as Kyler Murray's uncle, the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. That oh is Kyler God. Murray's uncle, Calvin, uh, at the plate in that clip. Yes, sir. 
Wow. I had yeah. no idea. Are you sure you're not just making up stories I on your birthday, 100% Derek? Is that how you that is that how you celebrate? That's a verifiable stat, Jesse Friedman. Remember, I'm much older than okay. you. I lived through it. I was 20 years old when that clip aired. You were probably four. I don't know if I mean how old was Kyler Murray? He was nah, probably I don't, know. I don't know. Me and Kyler Murray about, about the same age, which really calls into question like Two how little three. I've accomplished in life at this point. It's really kind of depressing <laughs> to think about. <laughs> hey. You know, it is what it is. He's part of history now, just like that bird is, and just like Randy Johnson will forever be. Well, that's all we got. I all, all I have is this. It's my birthday. I just want you guys to go out and celebrate it. Not with me. You don't have to send me money. You don't have to do that. Just go. Have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Go to some spring <laughs> training games and say the mayor said I had to do it for his birthday. Skip work tomorrow. Do whatever you need to do. Don't get fired though. That's not smart. You you know your own. Situation. You are you are you providing notes for people's bosses? I will. I will. A I'll mayoral a mayoral decree. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Send Derek. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'll put it my Venmo. I I think my Venmo is <laughs> my same as my Twitter handle. If you want to send me money to drink, but no. More importantly, <laughs> you take that money yourself and you go drink and have yourself a great time uh, in honor of my birthday. That's all I want. I just want everybody. To remember one thing, and that is that we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show, the premier coverage in D-back spring training uh, coverage is over at PHNX underscore D-backs. But all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app. Please subscribe to us there. Uh, leave us a five star review if you feel Jesse deserves it. I know how you feel about me. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think. We well, it's your, it's your birthday, Derek. Well, so birthday. if ever, so if yeah, they were, they were, if ever people birthday. were gonna say that you were a five star man too, it'd Thank probably you. be today. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate that. I know how much that pained you to say, but uh, also go over to YouTube and sign up and subscribe to our YouTube channel over at PHNX Sports. Uh, sign up for notifications that way you don't miss any of the content coming out from the PHNX team, uh, and of course. We thank you guys so much for listening and watching the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we always appreciate you guys being here. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun on my birthday. Oh.